Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Connor Clark is in. We say hi to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, what's a good word? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Schmidt? We're good. Let's turn the edition off here so Mitch can hear us with uh, the music. Unless you just want to jam to some Dr. Dre, Mitch. I mean, you tell me what, what, what works here. You know, I think I'm good to go the normal route, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no worries there. Mitch, uh, pretty uh, pretty beneficial weekend for Nebraska. Let's start their reaction to uh, Nebraska on the recruiting trail with some of the additions. And, and Coach Wager doing work with a couple of guys he's familiar with in Texas and, of course, another get from the state of Georgia. Yeah, three. Three from the state of Texas. You can't forget about Bob Wager's son, who will be coming to Nebraska as a walk-on athlete. But the uh, headliners from Arlington Martin are, of course, the two scholarship players, uh, tight end and a wide receiver from, um, from that school in the middle of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that Bob Wager has coached for the last 17 years and adding depth and talent to positions that Nebraska has identified and cashed in on late in this recruiting cycle. Um, in addition to, uh, in addition to the, the pickups yesterday, of course, there's Eric Gilbert, the big tight end, mm-hmm. um, extremely talented tight end from Georgia who jumped on board last week and then we have Jacob Hood the offensive tackle six foot eight offensive tackle also from Georgia the third Georgia transfer from this cycle and then today Demetrius Bell a wide receiver out of Nashville Tennessee so they just continue to hit some of the areas that were important for this staff to load up on in this recruiting process offensive line tight end wide receiver defensive line earlier in the in the um in the process so you know right now you're looking at close to 40 newcomers on scholarship alone that doesn't include the walk-ons who are set to join or already have joined this program in 2023 and nebraska's not done Uh, i'd expect maybe another one or a couple more before wednesday when the the late signing period begins, and then there's another cycle of uh, of transfer movement in May. So you're probably going to be looking at a roster that is halfway flipped um, in terms of the scholarship players by the time Nebraska kicks off in August. Mitch, what what does history say about rule and roster flips? Uh, any any data or clues uh, from from Baylor and, and, and Temple, and I know they were 
both different situations than than Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say significantly different in that Baylor. Well, first of all, you didn't have the ability to bring in forty scholarship players at either one of those places or anywhere in the country in 2013 and 2017 when he took over as a first-year coach in, in Philadelphia and in, and in Waco, Texas, because there is an initial counter rule mm. of 25 newcomers in a, in a given year. And that's a rule that has been waived this year um, as we still kind of get back to some semblance of normalcy or, or really what is the new normal in the wake of, of the extra year that was given to so many players or every player nationally in 2020. And then the transfer portal has changed so much, so much of this too. So we're in a two-year period where the initial counter rule has been thrown out, um, and that may be something that is permanently thrown out. We'll see. But what, what matters to Nebraska and Matt Rule this year is that it's not in play in 2023. So he's able to go over that 25, well over that 25, as Nebraska could at, could could have done did do i believe a year ago in in 2022 you know temple was was making a jump up in 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 conference um with the competition that it was going against when he was in his first year there so there was more than just the coaching change that was a challenge in in front of matt rule in in 2013 and baylor um you know the situation there coming out of, of a major scandal and and you know the 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 challenges that existed on the Baylor roster, both with recruit re- returning players, and in what Baylor had for the makings of a recruiting class when when he started there in in 2017, um, it, it was it was it's significantly different, um, much more daunting than than what he faces here at Nebraska in 23. Mitch Sherman is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Mitch, there are still some challenges with this job here at Nebraska. And I think the one a lot of fans are turning to right now is that, that scholarship limit of 85, with Nebraska being uh, over that over 100 as it stands right now. And I think that means there's going to be competition through winter conditioning and through spring ball. And as you look at it right now, where do you think there's going to be some, some serious competition as guys fight for, for roster spots come fall? Yeah, that's a challenge. Um, you know, you can also look at it as a luxury. I mean, you'd rather be 15 over the scholarship limit in January than, and, and really, the the limit is not imposed in January. There, and, and we're counting when when you get up to that number that you mentioned, Elijah. You know, we're counting players who aren't in school. We're counting players who are still in high school and who sign letters of intent in December, and and will do so next week too. So those. That's a projected number based on returning players and players who, who are signed to join the program. So Nebraska um, does not have 100 players on scholarship. It's, it's, it's under that number. In fact, it's, it's under the 85 for the players who are in the program here this spring. But, you know, in projecting, I understand what you're saying, and it's, it's, um, it's, a, uh, you know, it's a situation that, that they'll address. I think some of that will work out on its own with – um, players understanding that their opportunities aren't going to be there at Nebraska. So you'll probably have maybe 10 who who opt to leave after the spring without really any kind of nudging. Um, perhaps there, there, there will be an injury or, or two that, that crop up on a, on a normal basis and, and it could, could um, open a scholarship to get Nebraska closer to the 85. 
And then you have NIL as a factor in that, too. And that's not to say that Nebraska is going to replace the scholarship of, of any player and, and give them NIL compensation in, in return, but it's an option. And, you know, if you get down to a place where you're at 87 or 88 uh, in, in July and you want to keep all of those players and you, and you want to be able to um, allow them to all have the same kind of financial freedom that, that, they, that they would if they're on scholarship, um, in today's world of college football with NIL, there's ways to, to work around that and, and, and to, to give a, a player uh, the equivalent of a scholarship through through an NIL deal. Um, I, it's it's something that I think is is going to become prevalent in college football, and and you know you may in fact see it at Nebraska this year. Um, in terms of competition, I mean it's all over the field, really. Um, I'd look at wide receiver uh, to to start with, just because of the sheer numbers that Nebraska's added in recent uh, weeks. I mean you're up over 15 in in terms of the wide receivers who are scheduled to be a part of this team either in the spring or, or joining in the summer. And there are not that many spots for wide receivers in the rotation and, and, and likely even wide receivers on the roster. So there's competition right there for, uh, for, for spots. Um, I think there's a lot of competition in the defensive backfield. And, 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 and again, I, I, think, I think much of that will just work itself out um, in the way that it does at, at, at programs around the country that are and find themselves in a similar spot. Mitch, back to the recruiting trail real quick. There's been a lot of guys who've come from Georgia in the transfer portal. What do you make of those gets, and how important is it to get guys from a team like Georgia that has had so much success as of late? Yeah, you know, they're going to bring in an attitude where they don't accept anything less than um, a team that expects to win every week. You know, just just to get a little touch of of that Georgia Bulldogs mentality in the Nebraska locker room, I, I, it, it can't be anything but, but good. Um, those guys, those three, MJ Sherman and Eric Gilbert, um, we talked about Jacob Hood, the offensive tackle, uh, a few minutes ago. They've all been a part of national championship teams, and, and two of them have been a part of national championship teams, back-to-back national, national championship teams. So, um you know what I make of it is is that Georgia has an we talk about Nebraska being a competitive environment. The, the environment at Georgia is 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 exponentially more competitive to the point where you can be a four star prospect and who's who's one or two years out of high school and the writing is on the wall that you've got to move on because um, maybe you haven't progressed in the way that it was expected and there's a five star guy coming in out of high school in this next class, you know, who's, who's going to be competing for a starting spot right away. So um, for these Georgia guys, Nebraska presents an opportunity to come somewhere where the competition for playing time is not quite as fierce or not nearly as fierce as it is in Athens, Georgia, but you still have a lot of the same luxuries that exist at a program like that. When, when you consider the resources in Lincoln, the facilities, uh, the conference that Nebraska plays in, the coaching that they stand to receive with Matt Rule and his staff. So um, it's it's not a not a surprise that Nebraska rates as a as a attractive destination for guys who are coming from a program like that. Mitch, you got about a minute here. Are we uh, road tripping to Kansas City this weekend? I'm not making a road trip to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. No, um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would have been able to get my hands on tickets for that one, but I'll, I will certainly be watching that on TV. Can't wait to see Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes uh, square off yet again. Round two. That was kind of an, an invite, but didn't want to be real weird live on the radio. <laughs> You're inviting me to go to Kansas City for the weekend. Sorry, maybe I missed the. the, the no, uh, I just I said uh, I said, are we going yes, to Kansas I'll, City? I'll accept. I'll happily go. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Well, do I don't. Leave? I don't have anywhere to sit. I can get us a tailgate. Uh, well, no, he, he's got this interesting plan. It's been well documented on Twitter. He's going to go stop by some banks on his way to Kansas City, like that one <laughs> Chiefs fan, Chiefsaholic. Wow. <laughs> Where the wolf? Well, suit? Let's just go down there and get some barbecue and and find a bar where it's warm. Because I think it's going to be cold. Yes. Um, out in the seats at Arrowhead. I mean, I, I would take it. I would gladly go. Okay. But you know, some barbecue and, and a front row seat in front of a big screen to watch uh, watch that clash. It's uh, you know you got Zach Taylor and Cam Taylor Britt on one yeah. side, and it's uh, can't wait, can't wait for that one and and the, and the other one too. Well, Mitch, maybe uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll put a, a plan together. Thanks for jumping on today, and always love uh, chatting ball with you. All right, good to talk to you guys. Take care. All right. Mitch Sherman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll hear what Will Compton had to say uh, with his sit-down with Matt Rule. More to come. Eric Warfield is next hour at Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency.